from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class a show that charts the storms of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the day when a fierce hailstorm dashed the hopes and heads of would-be British conquerors. The day was April 13th, 1360. A sudden storm killed a thousand English soldiers while they were camped outside the gates of Chartres, France. The devastating storm took place the day after Easter, and for that reason it quickly became known as Black Monday. Because of the timing and the heavy losses sustained, the event was interpreted by many as a sign from God that he did not support England's quest to conquer France. In the weeks ahead, that impression proved to have a profound effect on the first phase of the Hundred Years' War. The trouble began six months earlier, when King Edward III of England launched his third and ultimately final invasion of France. It was the latest in a series of military conflicts between the two countries, now collectively known as the Hundred Years' War. In October of 1359, Edward led a massive army of 10,000 men across the English Channel, and amazingly, nobody tried to stop him. The French army had taken shelter behind the protective walls of Paris and refused to engage the invaders directly. As the standoff dragged on into the winter, 
Edward and his forces kept themselves busy by pillaging and burning the surrounding suburbs. By spring, they had pretty much ravaged the entire countryside, but were no closer to breaching the walls of the capital city. On April 5th, Edward led his army back to the gates of Paris. They tried one last-ditch effort to provoke the French Dauphin, later King Charles V, into open combat, but to no avail. At that point, Edward decided to cut his losses and try conquering the next city on his list instead. This led him southwest to the city of Chartres, but unfortunately for the Brits, it was just as heavily fortified as Paris. By the time they reached the gates, it was nearly Easter. Since they couldn't breach Chartres' defenses, they decided to make camp in the plains outside the city and try to come up with a new plan. However, due to a drastic change in weather, the soldiers didn't get the peaceful downtime they were expecting. April 13th began as any normal day, but as evening approached, the temperature dropped sharply. All at once, a thunderstorm gathered overhead, creating panic in the English camp. The soldiers and their horses were right out in the open, with no shelter to protect them. The winds blew so strongly that their tents collapsed and their wagons tipped over. Lightning streaked down from the sky, killing several people and sending the horses fleeing in all directions. And then there was the hail. These balls of ice can be two inches or larger in diameter, and can fall as fast as 100 miles per hour when driven by high winds. Under the right conditions, large hailstones can cause serious damage and loss of life, and that's exactly what happened in King Edward's camp. A 14th century French historian named Jean Foissart described the scene, writing, quote, It seemed as if the world was come to an end. The hailstones were so large as to kill men and beasts, and the boldest were frightened. One observer seemingly backed up that account, referring to the storm as, quote, a foul day full of mist and hail, so that men died on horseback. Some accounts say that near the end of the storm, King Edward dismounted from his horse and fell to his knees facing the direction of the Chartres Cathedral. He reportedly made a vow of peace and pleaded to God for mercy. As if in answer to his prayer, the storm ceased and disappeared just as suddenly as it had formed. It had only lasted about half an hour, but when the skies finally cleared, an estimated 1,000 soldiers and some 6,000 horses were dead. That one brief storm produced more casualties than any previous battle in the Hundred Years' War, which by that point had already been raging for over two decades. The prevailing view among the English forces was that God had sided against them, and it was time to throw in the towel. Remarkably, King Edward agreed. He entered into peace negotiations with France, and on May 8, 1360, the Treaty of Bretagne marked the end of the first phase of the Hundred Years' War. By the terms of the treaty, Edward agreed to renounce all claims to the throne of France in exchange for control of land in the north of the country, about a quarter of France's total area. In addition, the French agreed to pay a ransom for the release of their king, John II, who was being held prisoner in England. So France managed to end the conflict without doing much actual fighting, and it got its king back, 
but in the process, it lost a large chunk of territory and a lot of money. As for King Edward, he returned to England and tried to put the harrowing storm behind him, focusing more on domestic affairs than international conquest. The treaty he signed did keep the peace for a while, but after about nine years, the war with France started up again. It continued well after Edward's reign, as well as that of several other kings and nobles. All told, the fighting would last 116 years and wouldn't conclude until 1453. It was a long and bloody dispute that eventually left the people of both countries pining for the days of the Treaty of Britanny, that brief period of calm between the end of one storm and the start of another. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.